We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And with me today, Maiden Voyage on our lovely program, Jason Pat of Cash Considerations and Managing Editor at Clutch Points. Jason, welcome to the program. It's good to have you. Uh, we're going to preview maybe the saddest game in all of basketball, but we're here to do it together. <laughs> yes, thank you so much for having me. I don't know, between the playing games we've seen so far, there have been a couple definitely very sad ones already. So we'll see if uh, Bulls Heat is able to rise dip to that challenge of some of the other ones that we've seen so far including the one the bulls were involved i mean both the bulls and the heat the ones that they were involved with while the bulls won their first playing game it was certainly a interesting game to say the least it was also kind of hilarious but uh certainly was entertaining uh it looked like the bulls were going to go out sad but they somehow won and now they're playing Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler, former Bulls. Yeah, Bulls great Jimmy Butler. Listen, we got we got some we got some some crappy storylines to get into. Ranch Bravero <laughs> in chat says, "Jason, just so you know, G's disappointed. He's not talking Raptors today." I, I, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a Raptors lifer. You know, I may cover the Heat, but my heart's in Toronto. I had Iman from Dishes <laughs> and Dimes already lined up to come on. I was assuming the Raptors were just gonna walk over the Bulls. Um, I even, Jason, it's so bad. I thought Miami was going to beat the Hawks so easy. I had scheduled my whole weekend around Miami playing the Saturday slot. Uh, so I think this is all my fault. <laughs> you blew, you blew it. I made reservations. I mean, look, the Raptors were walking all over the Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's game flipped. We'll talk about it. Jason, this is the first game of consequence that the Heat and the Bulls play since Jimmy Butler and Derek Rose were teammates. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been. It has been a very long time. <laughs> that is crazy to think about. Uh, yeah, and Jim, Jimmy. I mean, I, I'm still a big Jimmy guy. So like, that's good to hear. Uh, actually, I always was a Jimmy fan, and obviously that's what six years ago now. And the Bulls have been just so bad since uh, the Bulls since they traded Jimmy. And obviously Jimmy's been on multiple teams since then. And the Bulls just kind of consistently stunk until 
were a little better better last year, and then this year was kind of just like a whatever season. And now they're facing Jimmy for a do or die game to get smoked by the Bucks in the first round. But that's a whole other story at this <laughs> point. So it's at least it'll be at least kind of fun to face Jimmy, and I'm sure like Zach Levine. I don't know if there's any extra motivation at this point since Zach was part of that Jimmy trade yeah. all the way back in 2017. Uh, and Jimmy's obviously been so good so for so long, consistently good. And Zach, who's never has never really won anything in his life, finally did have a huge game on the big stage, big stage uh, playing <laughs> tournament last night uh, against the Raptors. I mean, this I did I tweeted like it was just the, it was the best game of Zach's career. He just never really has never had a signature game because. He's just played on losing teams his whole career. Last year, That's uh, when the Bulls point. were in the playoffs, the, he was he was hurt. Uh, and just the Bucks series, just like whatever the Bulls did, did win game two, but then they got smoked. So like, and he just wasn't himself. So like that series was the kind of just like a throwaway. So like last night was kind of his first like time to really kind of show out again on the quote unquote big, big stage. stage, and he was able to do it. Thirty points in the second half, thirty nine. So th- that matchup will be fun. Obviously, we got Demar and Kyle Lowry, the best uh, friends, that whole as they thing say, we got yeah. going on here. Yeah, so Demar playing the Raptors and knocking out Kyle Lowry could be quite a little storyline again. Then to get smoked by the Bucks, but so there are some fun little things going into this game of two teams that have been disappointingly mid all season. Let and let, so let's talk about this mid matchup because I think there's some interesting kind of basketball things to 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 chew on to talk about. One of the things that Eric Spolster said today was uh, they're looking to change their starting lineup. That don't be surprised. Not not maybe not their starting lineup, but don't be surprised if their rotation changes. And I took that to mean the starting lineup because Max Struess got kind of impl- so ever since Kyle Lowry's injury in, in about January, early February, uh, Gabe Vincent became the starter, and Kyle started coming off the bench when he came back. You know, in in mid March, uh, Caleb Martin was eventually moved to the bench after acquiring Kevin Love. Then Kevin became the starter, and Caleb came off the bench, which was really good for Caleb. And now, you know, round and round we go. Max Drew started starting uh, and with Jimmy at power forward, although people like to say Max is the power forward. But, I mean, it's really really Jimmy playing his minutes at the four there, defending and stuff like that. So uh, so that's kind of in play for Miami. But I want to talk about defensive matchups to, to start, Jason. So if you're Chicago, right, What? how are you dealing with Jimmy who's going to be you know, obviously the guy who's going to be hunting mismatches is going to try to find smallest dude, find Levine, put him in pick and roll. If you're Chicago, what are you doing? I mean, I'm guessing they start Caruso on him just because, and they'll probably see a lot of Patrick Williams too. Like there was talk before the Raptors game, like, oh, they're going to try to start like Patrick Williams, go a little bit bigger uh, and just get a little more size out there, especially just to match up with like the wings that they have. And they did not, they stuck with, Caruso and Beverly and starters and Caruso had an amazing game. I um, mean, Caruso is the be- Caruso is one of the best defenders in the league, and like, his impact in the game yesterday was enormous. He kind of kept the Bulls somewhat in the game in the first half, and then in the second half when the defense really picked up was a huge part of that as well. The steals, deflections. So, I would assume Jimmy will see a lot of Caruso, and uh, he'll take basically anyone. Um, I th- think he'll see a lot of Patrick Williams. Patrick Williams did play 25 minutes against the Raptors, and he'll get tons of time off the bench. And uh, just for that size, that strength, we know Jimmy how strong he is, and all that type of stuff. So I'm assuming we'll see those guys get the matchup there. Yeah, again, I'm assuming there will also be the, the matchup hunting. You try to get on Zach and Demar. Who? It is still crazy that the Bulls' defense has been like elite all season. I haven't believed it like all season, but they finished the year, I believe as like a top five unit. I saw yeah. a sports show today talked about how they've been, the bulls have been like one of the best or like one of the best in terms of defensive ratings since I think since they got Patrick Beverly and like the bulls, the starting lineup with 
Beverly and Caruso has been really good. It was not so great yesterday until towards the end of the game, but to start. Um, so the Bulls defense has been like surprisingly good. And I know the Heat offense has struggled a bit. So uh, shutting down Jimmy will be huge. And then we'll see about the three-point shooters. The Bulls are prone to giving up a lot of three-point attempts. Uh, sometimes, but sometimes the percentages have like they went through a huge stretch that I was that I called like their defense so fluky because they gave up so many threes about a month or two ago that they, they, they were on like a one or two month stretch where they were giving up like towards the most threes in the league, but the they were giving up like thirty percent or twenty nine percent. It was just it felt so fluky, but that's kind of stabilized as it often does. And the Bulls defense has still been pretty good. They put forth a really good effort yesterday, uh, so it'll be interesting to see kind of that how that does play out with. If they're able to shut down Jimmy and not just get torched from three, I mean, that should put have the Bulls in pretty decent shape. So uh, got to throw bodies at Jimmy. They have some really good defenders to throw at him, and it'll be a battle. So to what you say about the three-pointers, so uh, Miami is second in most threes allowed, and Chicago is third uh, via dunks and threes. So clearly, you know, and, and I know Miami loves to help off the corners, love weak side help. They, they send a lot of they, – they swarm the ball – it's kind of weird against Atlanta that we didn't see a lot of that, you know, um, and, and Chicago, you know, kind of, I feel as well when I watch, but although they, they pressure the ball a ton, which is when I liked them the most and, and they forced a lot of turnovers. And I think with guys like yes. Beverly and, and I, you think you saw that on full display last night. Uh, and I yep. think it's quite similar to yep. like the way Miami wants to play defense this season. Yeah, I mean, it was the first, it was so weird. They've done, and we've seen this multiple times in the last couple weeks. They come out and just stink to start. In that Grizzlies game where they, they were down 21 or 23, and then they outscored or scored the Grizzlies by like 40 points, forced like 16 turnovers in the second half in that Grizzlies game. They just, the, the, when they start really pressuring the ball, and we did see that in the second half last night, Raptors are turning it over. We saw Patrick Williams, Beverly, Caruso all pressuring. The ball and the Raptors and then just, like, don't have out. any great ball handlers. Running hard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then yeah, and then turning defense into offense, uh getting Zach out in transition. When they're able to do that, uh makes the Bulls just so much more dangerous when they're able to turn defense into offense because you saw a lot of the game. The half court offense was really stagnant for the Bulls. It seemed like the Raptors had their number. And then they kind of just started flipping that with the defense, turning the offense, and then the offense got into a rhythm and they put up almost 40 points in the fourth quarter after struggling for so much. So it really was just a weird game, but the Bulls, a huge part of their defense is being super aggressive. And if they can get away without fouling, that's huge for them. Because, I mean, Caruso and Beverly are just so physical at the point of attack. And that makes up, again, a team. It's so funny that a team with, that's like a team with Zach, DeMar, and Vooch, like there's no way that team could be good defensively. But when they have such aggressive point of attack defenders and then a solid guy like Patrick Williams, too. Uh, and that's that was the, like the whole point with Lonzo Ball, and they were missing that for such a missing his presence there as that aggressive point of attack defender. They've kind of recreated that now with Beverly. Beverly is obviously no Lonzo Ball, but having multiple guys there helps make up for the lack of rim protection. And like Zach has gotten better defensively. Demar at least has been trying. He's not like a total sieve. Like it, it's not always the best, but you're able to make up for some of those weak points and deal with that with that immense ball pressure uh, and those turnovers. So. If I'm if I'm Miami, right, Lou, so you know, Miami's not a team that's like super turnover happy. Um, and I think especially with, with Kyle back, they've been much better at taking care of the ball. I imagine Caruso, you know, probably you, you said he's gonna spend some time on Jimmy, means Pat Bev, realistically on, on Hero to start. I think you can kind of hide Levine or DeMar on on Gabe and then the other one on on either Max or Caleb Martin whoever the whoever the other starters yep. and then obviously Vucevic on Bam. 
So if I'm <clears throat> if I'm Miami, kind of giving these parameters. If I'm Jimmy, I'm running pick and roll with with Bam, right? And I'm getting you know either a drop or a hard show out of Vucevic, and I'm getting Caruso into space as a bigger guy. And I I think that that's a winning matchup for Miami. I actually Patrick Patrick Williams is a guy that I'm actually more concerned about because they just they have a size thing. Where it it in sometimes I mean Jimmy not always but for sure Bam gets a little discombobulated with size and Jimmy I think we've seen yep. times I even talked about when we were previewing the Hawk series like and they put John Collins on Jimmy which which obviously kind of clearly bothered him I thought the wacky move was to put Capella on Jimmy because we've seen in the finals uh, Vogel had Anthony AD. Davis put Jimmy I know that uh, yep. in the, against the Mavs a couple seasons ago they put um um who's a their giant white guy um. Whose name I'm Kleber? Uh, yes, Max, put Max Kleber. Maxie? Yeah, yeah, on Jimmy and and that kind of discompile. So that's the stuff that I look at. And and if you're telling me Caruso, I think if you're Miami, your objective at that point is let's not turn the ball over. They're going to play very aggressively. They're going to play up. They're probably going to go over a lot of screens. Jimmy's not a shooter from three, and you have to manage that. And once you get over that, Chicago, you know, as you said, their their rim defense, uh, they're kind of middle of the pack in allowed field goals. And percentage, they're about the same. I think they're twentieth in a field goal percentage at the rim. So, I think you can manage if you're Miami. Uh, I think it's just the other end where we we, we have some problems. <laughs> I mean, their, their offense yeah, is like it's sad. Yeah. I mean, I, I say handle. I mean, as as good as as good as an offense that can't shoot can. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean the Bulls certainly know a lot about not being able to shoot. Uh, we're kindred, it's, it's we're been really just such a weird season for them. Yeah. yeah, it's just been such a weird season for the Bulls again. That they're off. I mean, the Bulls and Heat, I believe, offensively both were like what twenty fourth or twenty fifth or something like that towards the bottom of the league. Um, wow, literally exactly that. Been, yeah, it's, yeah, right. It's right there. It's and and it's been the defenses that's carried them. It's just been so weird. Such that would not what like anybody was expecting, just given like the given the roster construction of these teams. But it is. It's been weird. I mean, the, Bulls, the fact that the Bulls won the game yesterday, their three-point shooting was awful until, like, they finally started hitting from threes late. Obviously, they had incredible free-throw defense. Uh, don't know if the Miami's or if the Bulls are going to have that advantage. It doesn't sound like it in Miami uh, with DeMar DeRozan's daughter uh, screaming yeah, so and all that kind of home, stuff. So right? She has to go to school. According to DeMar, okay. he, she's got to go back to school, even though, like, you're DeMar DeRozan's daughter. She can't miss like a week of school for some uh, this is big. shenanigans this is, like this. This is big time. Like, school can, you know, you math lessons can wait. I mean, she has a job to do. All right. And she did a dang good job of it. Uh, truly one of the goofiest, most funny ways to, for a team to lose a game. I, to miss do you believe she affected throws? the outcome? Yes or no? I, absolutely. There's, there, no way, there's just no way they were. I'm there. Yeah, I mean... The 18 of 36, and it wasn't like it was Yaka Pertle, like Hack a Jack or Hack a Yak, whatever you call him. It wasn't like he was missing a bunch of either. It was Siakam was five of 11. Uh, OG, I think, was like three of eight. Barnes Freddy. was four of seven. Fred Van Vliet's a 90% free throw shooter, was three of six. He hadn't missed three free throws in a game since early this season, and he had been not over 90%. Uh, the last month or so, and almost, I think, almost 90% for the season. Great free throw shooter, and they're just missing, and it was so funny. So, uh, it'll be interesting, and just with the Bulls, the Bulls, the Heat matchups this year have been really interesting. Because last year, when the Bulls seemingly were a better team, 
uh, they had no, they couldn't do anything with the Heat defense. The Heat aggressive defense. You talk about uh, they had just no no answer for it. And all I think the Bulls lost all three games they played. I think yeah. it was basically like split this year. Like the yeah. Heat beat beat them beat them up last year. Bulls offense had just zero chance against them. And then this year, the Bulls have roasted the Heat defense. And the Heat defense is correct me if I'm wrong. It has not been as good as it has in the past. It's been is that correct? Up I feel like it's bad. Uh, post all star break. It's been bad. So yeah, that's, it was okay. That's what I thought. So. Yeah, it's been just a bit rough for them. And the Bulls were able to, they beat them on opening night. And then yeah. there was another game earlier this year. I know there have been that one was the bad. relatively healthy. That, that was that was just, that yeah. was bad. Oof, my God. And then this most recent one, when the Bulls were up 30, Miami almost came back. And then the Bulls pulled away at the end. So just the really weird games. Um, and just the last, again, the last two seasons were both these teams pretty similar. Obviously, no lines of the season for the Bulls, but the Heat pretty similar team as they were last year. Bulls, similar core for the most part, and outside Lonzo, they've been healthy. And he destroyed them last year. Bulls have destroyed them this season, which is why like, I will admit that I'm pretty confident about the Bulls winning this game. And I've said it on my podcast That's last night. I said it on Twitter. Most people I just see because pick on Miami. Really, it was, I, I mean, I know Miami's five and a half point favorites or five points, something like that. Uh, but just the way that the match have gone this year, I know regular season doesn't, doesn't always mean anything, but the fact that I mean, the Heat did not look good against Atlanta. Again, the Bulls did not look good. The Bulls should not have won the game last night. Let's be real. I Talking think both teams had like really good fluke. second halves, and yeah, pretty much. But I mean, Miami, Miami fell a little short, and you, you know, the, the Raptors were the better team last night for forty-ish minutes of that game. Uh, the Raptors should have been up by twenty-five if they would have made just even a, had like a normal or an average to bad free throw shooting. Had yeah. a, a slightly, slightly below average. Shooting. The game yeah. would not. Yeah, the game would not even close. So even like Zach going off there in the second half wouldn't have even mattered if the game was a 25 point game instead of 19 or 18, like maybe it would have gotten close still, but I feel like if it would have been at 25 ish or more, maybe that's a true, like throw in the towel moment and the game wouldn't even gotten close. So the fact that the bulls are in this game to begin with this kind of crazy because they were so bad for most, but even still, I'm still pretty confident about them winning, even though again, I'm a huge Jimmy guy stopping Jimmy, especially, and he should be motivated after he really struggled against Atlanta, not thinking he's not going to go six of 19 again or whatever. Uh, he's going to come out, and I would expect to have a big game. But Miami just has seemed so mad all season, and I know they've had the close game thing. I, I believe the Bulls do have like a better point differential. Not that that necessarily means anything, but they he, do. Yeah, he was in so many close games this season, uh, and the Bulls did kind of pad their point differential with some huge blowouts in the second half, last, second half of the season. But teams are pretty pretty similar overall, equally. But just the way the Bulls have handled Miami, I, for some reason, I have some. A lot of confidence in them winning this game, but again, the Bulls. It also would not surprise me if the Bulls came out and laid a stinker and Miami won. Would that surprise me? No, nothing would really surprise me that all again, except like a big blowout. That's what I said about about the Raptors game. Like the only thing that would surprise me is a blowout in either direction, and it was looking like a blowout. But the Raptors, again, the mid Raptors, they wrapped it up. Fell apart. They wrapped it up. I caught we we had a meme, and I was tweeting about this all last night. We had a meme back in the day, back when Jimmy was on the Bulls. The Bulls had like a really long winning streak against the Raptors, and we started calling them the Trashters. And Patrick Beverly called them trash, apparently, like right to the GM's face Jesus. last night uh, as the, after the game. But the Raptors trashed it up. They, their offense fell apart. They missed all their free throws, and the Bulls were able to pull it out behind Zach's and a big run there. So Zach's been playing really good. I, I feel really good about the way Zach's playing. I'm assuming Jimmy is going to get a lot of time trying to slow down Zach. Um, and obviously we know Jimmy's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. He certainly could do that, but Zach has had a lot of success driving the basket. I think he took 15 free throws last night. His finishing 
in the second half of the season has been incredible. Uh, obviously, Bam will be important if he stays in the game in terms of rim protection on those Zach drives and I guess Jimmy just at the point of attack as well. So I am feeling I'm almost overconfident, shockingly, even with this Bulls team being so mid. But uh, again, the mid off baby, the mid in. <laughs> so yeah. so let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about Miami kind of attacking. Um, you know them how how Miami's going to defend. We talked about Chicago's going to defend Miami. Let's talk about how how the Heat are going to defend the Bulls. So I uh, I was thinking about this earlier. So you know, depending on kind of how the lineup changes, obviously Bam going to be on the center. You're going to want to switch him out. I think they're gonna they're gonna want him on. You know, Levine. I think most of the time. I think Demar. Uh, I know Kyle doesn't start, but I, I know Kyle is going to spend a lot of time on Demar. They like him on Middleton on on those kind of non speedster yep. kind of players where he can kind of use his body. And and kind of you know contest shots and push guys off their spot. I, the Levine the Levine kind of aspect of this is is interesting because a guy that can you know not that Miami, Miami thankfully doesn't drop which you know he's he's a guy that you know if, if you give him a little bit of airspace you know he's going to rise up yeah. and shoot and I I'd be you know because of Chicago's kind of shooting woes I'd like for them to defend him. You know, not not dissimilar to how they would kind of Trey Young, right? Like, let's make him a playmaker, right? Let's force passes. If he comes off of a pick and roll, you know, Bam gets the switch. You know, you load up whoever whoever the strong side defender is. You pinch in. I think Jimmy at the nail is kind of super important to what their defense does, and that's why. Like, I'm like, I think Jimmy probably should defend Levine. You know, on the ball. But Jimmy off the ball, I think, is where you kind of get a lot of these turnovers where he kind of, you know, digs in from the nail. You know, you have the the guy yep. from the strong side, you know, you know, kind of dig in and pinch in and all that. And then you have your weak side help kind of coming. You know, obviously that weak side help has been small all year, which has been the problem. It's Gabe Vincent. It's Kyle. I mean, against the Hawks, it was Kyle <laughs> yeah. Lowry as a low man rotating and, and getting killed by every Capella role. Vucevic is the guy that I see kind of hurting them. Offensive rebounding, we saw what happened against Atlanta. Right. And Miami's Huge a good defensive advantage. rebounding team. They're like fourth all year. Uh, I saw somebody on the ringer wrote, an, wrote a piece today about Miami's bad rebounding, which they were using like rebounding like as a counting stat, not like rebound percent or defensive rebounding percentage. Happens to the best of us, but shouldn't be doing that in 2023. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but for sure, you're going to, you know, they're going to be switch heavy to stop kind of the heads of the snake. And I think Vucevic is the guy that. Could flip the game for Chicago. We haven't talked about him yet, but I think that's the guy that you look at because those small bodies on the back line, they don't have any power forward. That's the part of the game that I'm like, mm, I don't really know how it's going to go. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Yeah, and the Bulls haven't really been a good offensive rebounding team. I think they kind of sell out a lot to not give up transition points and stuff like that. So, uh, but we will see if they do, if they do have that advantage. It'll be interesting to see if Vooch is able to take advantage of that. And I'm sure against the smaller team, I know Stacey King and like Bulls announcers are always talking about they need to pound it into Vooch, pound it into Vooch, uh, and don't always love doing that. But it, this theoretically could be a matchup, as you mentioned that. He could make some hay there. We'll see if Drummond, Andre Drummond plays at all, if he can make any kind of imp. He only played, I think, he played the first half stint last night, and then they went to Derek Jones Jr. The Bulls do like going small a lot uh, with yeah. Derek Jones Jr. at center. Um, but again, in general, they, they just that that uh, weakness of the Heat is not something that the Bulls are really built to really take advantage of either. So that could be a good thing for Miami just because they don't pound the offensive glass. Vooch obviously could possibly be a guy who does it, but he does spend a lot of time kind of on the perimeter or at the elbow initiating offense from the elbow and stuff like that. So we might not do that. A guy like Patrick Williams, sometimes we see him get really aggressive on the offensive glass. Occasionally he almost had a really sick putback dunk last night that he missed. Um, so he's a guy you can possibly watch out for taking advantage of that type of thing on the offensive glass. But uh, yeah, Bulls have just been a team that has not been a big offensive rebounding team. Again, I think they've been doing that to help limit stuff going the other way. And that's kind of helped their defense. Uh, so it is, there's some give and take there with that. So, and Vooch in general, Vooch has had like a pretty nice year. He was kind of a scapegoat last season for a lot. Yeah, he was. This season, he's going to be a free agent. And I think a lot of Bulls fans are just whatever with Vooch if they lose. Like, it wouldn't be great to lose him for nothing. And I think it's a lot of people are talking about they traded him at the deadline. But like individually, he's had a pretty nice year. And defensively, I mean, he's been fi- he's been the center for all 82 games on a team that finished top five in defense he's been fine defensively for like what he is uh he's always his positioning's pretty good and offensively he was pretty efficient this season so he is in a position where he could possibly have a big game against a smaller heat team so it definitely could be an x factor right there yeah i mean that, that's kind of what worries me i think obviously you know levine is going to get his and and you know i i don't i don't see them their defense does not have they don't have the teeth to to kind of do that, like what they did last year to to, to them and, and to Trey Young, right? I think it was pretty clear, you know, yeah. they, ha- they have to overhelp a lot. And I think, you know, and that's the other aspect of it as well. Like, you want to you want to swarm these guys and make them passers, and you want to pick off those passes. You want to you want to make them playmakers under duress. And Demar's a much improved playmaker from his time in Toronto. And yep. I know I know Zach has kind of improved a little bit every year, but. You know, similar to like Tyler Hero, you know, you don't want Tyler kind of like orchestrating your offense as a passer. 
And I think with those guys, yeah. it's kind of a similar thing where, okay, well, they're clearly the best kind of scoring guys on the floor. Let's make them passers. Let's get the ball out of their hand and let's make these so-so shooters, you know, make shots. Demar, obviously, I think the free throw rate super down, right? Uh, as as opposed to as it's been for his career. That's the other area. Um, yeah, yeah, he definitely has not. His slowed down a little bit for sure. Uh, I mean, he still can get to the line. His pump fake, we know, is still really good. Um, but Zach's been the one who's been so, so much more aggressive, getting the basket and getting free throws. Especially, I mean, yesterday again, Zach took I think fifteen free throws. Uh, to the point about turning them into passers and making the other guys make shots. I mean, that's could be a huge part of the game because the Bulls we know are, and it's something we have hammered on all season. They just don't have high volume three point shooters as they're on the team. It's you got I me mean, in your starting lineup, Caruso and Beverly. So it'll be interesting to see how the Heat defend that starting lineup um, with Caruso and Beverly there. I think last game was a game where I think Beverly had like 14 straight points at one point. It was just really stupid stuff. Beverly like does really does anything offensively in that game. He went totally went off. But I mean, those are two guys you could feel. Well, they load up on Demar and Zach because they did that. The Raptors did that to a lot of success in that first half. And when they built their big lead, it was because they were forcing turnovers. Zach and Demar looked out of it, and then Zach kind of started just putting his head down and getting in the basket and drawing those fouls. And Toronto just was not able to stop him all of a sudden. Uh, so if the Heat are able to yeah, stop them, to at least to a degree, force these other guys to make shots, it's basically kind of a hit or miss from there because, again, the Bulls were only 7 of 26 last night. They are the lowest three-point, I think, attempt team in the league this season. Yeah. In the last two seasons, just their three-point rate is awful. You look at the other guys they have in the team, I mean, uh, again, Caruso and Beverly are not knocked down three point shooters. Vooch has been kind of is like super streaky off the bench. I mean, Pat Pat shoots over forty percent. Patrick Williams shoots over forty percent, but he's still kind of a hesitant three point shooter, even though his percentage is good. Uh, I mean, Kobe is also very streaky, so you could get a Kobe game where he goes off uh, from three, or you get a Kobe game where he's just totally off. Last night he started. I think he had nine points in the first half, made one three, didn't do much in the second half, but that's a guy who could be an interesting player in this game if they do if they are able to force tomorrow and zach to give the ball up force those other shooters or those other bulls to make shots it's going to come down to patrick williams kobe white both those guys had pretty nice games yesterday helped out patrick williams didn't shoot that great but he had a few big threes uh had a few sick dunks so making those other guys beat you especially with the bulls lack of three volume three-point shooters is super important my chat jason they're they're battered they're tattered they're sad they're, they don't want to be listening to a preview. Uh, I saw Ryan Spravero said this Heat team is an abusive relationship. You know, like he's still here, like cheering. Other people are asking, yeah, you think they, they do Alonzo for Duncan swap? They've already pivoted to the offseason. Uh, Ryan also said, Jason, we're extremely offensive. Definition being causing someone to feel deeply hurt, angry, or upset about the Heat. Um Schmidt and Smolnik in chat says Jesus done more streams in the past 24 hours and the Heat have an offensive rebounds against the Hawks. Jason, I've, I've, this is like my seventh straight day of content. I am so tired. <laughs> Please make it stop. Jason, make it stop. Sounds like you'd be happy if uh, the Bulls beat the Heat tomorrow and just get this miserable season over. I mean, the Bull, again, Bulls, again, Bulls, Bulls fans have been the same way that? all year. Heat fans are like, I mean, I think Bulls put me out of A lot misery. of Bulls fans have also been sick of this team. Uh, the, Bulls, the Bulls were. Yeah, Bulls fans were. I mean, the Bulls were. I mean, we've just—they've been so bad for so long now. It's last year was such a breath of fresh air for, at the start of last season, and it was like, oh, the Bulls are finally back. Here they are, they're fun. And then the end of last season was so miserable, and then they kind of just didn't do anything in the off season, and the team has just been 
again, kind of miserable all season. They were seven games under 500 before they got Patrick Beverly. They have played a bit better and had some really nice wins with Beverly. I mean, but ultimately the outcome is going to be the same. Again, even if the Bulls beat the Heat tomorrow, the Bucks are just going to stop them into the, the ground, fans, which is what happened last season. Are the good fans in Chicago rooting for a loss? I don't think rooting. I mean, there's plenty of bulls. Hoping. How about hoping? How about I, I, hoping? I wouldn't say like I'm rooting for loss. Hoping. I think secretly. <laughs> like here's just. It's just like I want a vacation. If they lose, I don't care. Like if they, I was ready. Like they were when they were getting smoked by the Raptors last night. It was like all right. You've is succumbed. it that surprising that they're going to lose this game in Toronto? No. And am I am I upset the season's over? No. They you get an eight percent chance. I think it is that they they have a top four protected pick going to Orlando this season because of the Vooch trade. Yeah. Uh, and they would have, again, something like an 8% chance to get in the top four and like a 1% or 2% chance to get number one. They got they had a 1.7% chance, chance to get Derrick Rose, and they won, to get, won that. I'm very familiar. Day, maybe, they'd be able to, <laughs> yeah, was, maybe they'd be able to pull that again. Do so you know who got the second pick that year? Tomorrow, <laughs> do you remember? Uh, that was Beasley. Michael yes, Beasley. That's how we got Miami, Beasley and not Derrick Rose. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if they lose tomorrow – even though, like I said, I, I think they're going to win, but if they lose and they disappoint and they play a terrible game, I don't care. It's like, whatever, I'll get to make fun of them. Uh, a specialty of making fun of the Bulls. When we, when I started our Cash Considerations podcast with Ricky, my co-host Ricky O'Donnell, it was like the Jim Boylan years. All we did was make fun of them and make the fun of Jim, Jim Boylan. Jim Boylan so, years? <laughs> yeah, making fun of the Bulls and just ripping their t- a terrible ownership in front of us is something I'm used to. So if the Bulls bow out, we can make fun of them for a miserable season. It wouldn't be bad if they won. Like good for them. Good for them to for winning, making history, and becoming the first ten seed to make it through. I think they well, both of are both ten seeds. I think were the first ten seeds yeah, to win last night. That man, the OKC, but in the East, yeah. Oh, no, yeah we yeah, could see maybe Patrick Beverly. Yeah, we could see Patrick Beverly jump on the Heat, uh, whatever scores table with if and talk some shit to the fans that, that's what i'm that saying jason there and- that's how this ends so i told every he fan is like oh bro just put me out of my misery i was like are you ready for pat bev to jump on the scores table and do this is my house is is miami <laughs> as miami is flooded because it'll be an empty arena because our city's absolutely underwater for every national media person is like har, 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 there's nobody at the arena was well, because you have to paddleboard there and it's dangerous uh you know the, the whole city's it's been raining for six days it's crazy the airport's not functioning and Pat Bev to be staring in front of an empty state arena uh, or, or the whatever. They call it a center now. It's an arena. I'm not calling it whatever they're calling yes, it. Yes. New, new, new name. That's right. Oh, God, whatever. Another, some other tech company. Pat Bev. This is my house. Because, <laughs> you know, Pat Bev once upon a time was on Miami training camp roster. Was cut uh, for right. Carlos Arroyo or something. And, uh, you know. <laughs> and, yeah. So I, that's Ever a- since basically the Bulls. I was going to say ever since the Bulls signed Patrick Beverly, the Jones has been like. Whatever he's had this playoff streak going, and he's gonna get the he's gonna do the thing in the playoffs. The Bulls are gonna get in the playing tournament. And they're gonna somehow make it through the playing tournament. Patrick Beverly's gonna jump on somebody's scores table, and and then they're gonna get smoked in the first round. It's all coming to fruition. Uh, it's setting up for that tomorrow night in Miami. Beautiful for Patrick Beverly to do his thing again on the shores <laughs> of Biscayne Boulevard in the Atlantis that is Miami Dade County. It's man. I want I want Miami to win, but you know pe- people are such downers on the time. I just listen, you know, Jason. You know, you know me on Twitter. I'm a I'm a bit of a hater. I'm a big Joel and Embiid <laughs> hater. I'm a big Sixers yes. hater. I'm a big Nick hater. I'm a big Demar Derozan hater. And my legacy can't handle losing to Demar. I've I've said too much. I can't, I can't I cannot be put See if it was a playoff series, I'd be pretty confident. But you know, in a one game take all the one. Jason, yep. 
I had the tweet in drafts. Defrozen losing games in Toronto. What else is new? You know, I I had it ready. I had it ready to go, and they came back, and I had to. I I I, I couldn't fire it off. I, I'm I'm under. This is a legacy night for me. So for some people, some people might be saying this is a game for ping pongs. Some people might be saying this is for the right to challenge the Milwaukee Bucks. Others may say this is a right to get swept by the Bucks. This is for me to say on Twitter, Jason. I need this. I can't. I can't handle. I can't handle a Demar thirty point night with like Kyle winning one for ten. Oh man, that that would be. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess that'd be great for Demar's. That'd be great for Demar's whole thing, beating the Raptors and then totally yeah. playing Lowry if Lowry laid an egg. And uh, I mean, Lowry had the. the I've, I've made some jokes that Kyle Lowry's expense. I believe you know that because I've called oh, yeah. him wash for a few years now. Uh, and he came. And I when I I did not watch Heat Hawks. I actually saw was watching Air. At, I went to see Air at Theater of the Air movie was. Uh, I checked my phone. I better. saw what happened. I yeah. looked at the box store. I was like. Oh wow! Whatever Hawks win by eleven, and then I saw Kyle Lowry at thirty three, and I was like, "Game high." They lose game by eleven. <laughs> yeah, and I saw well, Jimmy had a bad game, and the Hawks had whatever sixty three rebounds and destroyed them on the glass. <laughs> was, but that few. So did Kyle Lowry kind of blow his load there? And like that was that was the one game, and now he's going to be cooked tomorrow, and tomorrow just roasts him, which uh, would be again great for Demar, but uh, bad for me. Yeah, we'll see. Legacy game for you. Yeah, great for tomorrow, bad for you. Legacy that was Kyle's. Game, le- Legacy Twitter night for you. Legacy Twitter night. That was Kyle's best game in a Heat uniform. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Just dominated. And I, I, as for as much as he got picked on uh, as a low man, I thought he was actually really good on defense. Uh, I thought his help was good. And there's not much you can do when a six a six foot guy is coming to help on a Capella drive. But, you know, his Perfect. best. We haven't talked about him tonight. You know, that was his best game. He's looked so much better since coming back from from that knee injury and I know that he's dealt with a lot of personal things and and it looks like hopefully things are better he's with the team again and he looks in much better spirits and then he's like he's having fun um but you know they need that production out of him because I mean they got it out of him and hero who but a lot of us had kind of you know heroes uh playoff struggles are are very well documented here um yep. and and you know he he came to play Kyle came to play and really Jimmy and bam kind of laid eggs although they had the reverse Toronto where like Toronto like missed a bunch of free throws. They missed a bunch of layups. It, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty spectacular, but you know, a guy like Lowry <laughs> can give you, you know, the playmaking, the the pushing of pace. And I think against, I think against Chicago, it they're going to have to score a lot of points because again, guys like DeRozan and Levine and even Vucevic, you know, they're going to get going and it's going to be difficult to to really contend with that i don't think they have a ton of great options as we've talked about today but uh, if those guys are hot you know you're gonna have to win a shootout and that starts with that we talked about turning the ball over kyle running breaks being aggressive going to the rim getting to the line getting these guys in foul trouble uh you know i think vooch in particular i think you you, you kind of want to limit if you said you know Derek at, at center we're familiar with djj here i think if you're miami that's what you want right you you want him a guy that is not the strongest which is always kind of the knock yeah. <laughs> on him here and, and not a shooter and kind of do that. So I, I think I don't I don't even know how to feel about this, Jason, because I'm like, on one hand, I think Miami is a better team. They've gotten their ass kicked by Chicago all season. And in still, I'm like, I mean, they're they're better, right? Like they have Jimmy and Bam like they, they should be better. But also this team is ass and they stink and Chicago's had their number so i can't even say confidently that like yeah they're gonna win 
and I break down the match. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I could talk myself. I don't know how to feel. I don't know. And that that's that's the mid end. Yeah. That's what the that's what yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. Adam Silver has done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look at yeah, with Jimmy and Bam, the best two way players in the like in this in these games for sure. I mean, Zach has been great. Demar is Demar, but like just overall two way players. I mean, Jimmy and Bam are two of the better ones in the league. And then Hero is a great scorer. I I'm really surprised how just mid and ass the Heat have been this season, and just all these close games. I know there have been the injury problems and the stuff with Lowry that you mentioned. It still has kind of surprised me. You just keep waiting all season for them to like. All right, here we go. They're going to go on this run after they, I mean, they were a shot short of the NBA finals last season. And here they are. What they, what, 43, 44 wins this year. And now 24. they're do or die game after stinking it up against the Hawks, against another team in the Bulls who have just been mid all season. And you look at their team, it's like, oh, they should be a little bit better, but they're just not. They're mid. They blow a bunch of leads. Uh, their offense is not nearly as good as you think it should be. And Again, it's kind of the heat. Again, Bulls Heat, both bottom, whatever, six or seven in the NBA and off- offensive rating. Uh, just very disappointing stuff from both these teams for most of this season. Jason, we have an update on the uh, on the DR DeRozan uh, storyline here. So United Airlines has offered to fly her um, to Miami's playing front. Not, not that not that DeMar is suffering. If I'm the Bulls organization, right. I am organizing some sort of VR classroom situation to get her there. <laughs> I, I, they got to open, they right. gotta like, open it, their pockets. I saw, I saw the United thing. I was like, oh, we'll fly you out there. It's like, I don't think that's the, the issue. <laughs> DeMar said last maybe night, a jet. she's got to go back to school. Maybe a private jet to get her to <laughs> and from. As soon as the game ends, you know, get back. Yeah, you got, maybe. You there you to go. Go to school. Um, listen, she's a, she's a hero. I saw, I did see one, I did see one meme and it was like DR. After, there were some great memes after Jimmy's 30th free throw. And it's like somebody like in a hospital bed, like looking, saying no more after yelling for, you know, Jimmy grifting his way to 30 free throws. Oh, that was, that was, it was so funny because everyone just, whatever this game starts and just, there's the screaming. It's like, who is this woman screaming? And then oh, it's there's Demar's daughter, and then they start just like they start doing like side by sides of yeah. the Raptors bricking free throws while she's screaming right as they're shooting. Is she had the great timing down, the great stamina. Did you and see the Yakupurta one where he, he like he held the free throw and she screamed and like he like pump faked her scream and then she like did a second <laughs> subsequent scream. I was like, she's on another level. She has this figured out. Yeah, truly, truly the MVP, Zach Levine. And DeRozan, MVPs, getting the Bulls through the mid-in and into another mid-in. I saw Raptors Twitter saying, we raised that girl and now we die by her hands. (laughs) It was so so funny. Well, Jason, we await this mid-in. Miami and Chicago once playing fierce conference rival games. The big three versus Derrick Rose's solo MVP. You know, the years of battles of Dwayne Wade going to Chicago you know all the all the history the you know, the first round series after the title you know Michael Jordan against Tim Hardaway and Alonzo Mourning in the Eastern Conference Finals two franchises forever tangled in history uh, are going to play one of the worst basketball games I've ever seen between a 10 seed <laughs> and a 7 seed for the right to uh, get their ass kicked by some Greek guy uh Jason <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Remember to check out Cats Considerations right here. Blue Wire Network, Blue Wire Fam, stand up. Jason, do you have anything you want to plug? Tell the people where they can get your fine work or what's coming up for you. 
Cash Considerations, Chicago Bulls podcast, as noted, part of the Blue Wire family. Love it. Uh, had a new pod. We had a pod after the game last night. It was fun. Had a few drinks and that always Love always it. get a little rowdy there on, the, on those post-game pods. Uh, and it was a fun game to talk about. And again, hilarious with the DR DeRozan and, and the Raptors choking. So had a new pod. So go check that out. Um, I, follow me on Twitter. I'm at Bulls underscore J. Uh, I will not actually be live tweeting the game tomorrow night. I, I have some some prior plans. I didn't. Oh, really you did the me. Have this game to be. <laughs> yeah, I have some prior plans with the wife. Uh, so I'll be like paying attention. I'll be I'll be checking my phone, of course, but I will not be watching it live. I'll throw in some snarky tweets in there when, as I'm checking the phone. Uh, but I'll have to be watching it later. But I'll be trying to tweet about the game. I'll be tweeting about it afterwards. Focus on your wife. You stuff, know, so. the Bulls and the Heat <laughs> don't deserve that. I'm sure your wife is a wonderful person that you know deserves your full attention, not whatever the Heat and the Bulls have cooking in Atlanta. <laughs> I'll, I'll still find my way. She pr- she probably won't like it. I'll be like digging it. Checking, is she a fan? Uh, does, we'll just, does she like whatever. the games? Uh, not really. I mean, she likes like going. Over. She likes going to games with me. Yeah, but she's not. She'll go. She likes going to games with me. So that's good. And she like and she has fun at them. But she's not like definitely like not into it, like super into it. So, uh, and when I am like if we're out, out to dinner or out whatever, and I'm checking my phone, always gets get a little side eye from yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's a it's 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 the playoffs postseason whatever yeah. you want to call it the play in the mid in. Uh, so there's a kind of excuse there to do it. I'll just say, oh, I got to follow it for my podcast that I'll be doing. We'll, I'll, we'll have a new podcast uh, Saturday morning talking about uh, the game. Me and Ricky will uh, ham it up no matter what happens. Like I said, if they win, we'll laugh. We'll preview them getting smoked by the Bucks. If they lose, we'll just make fun of them as we always do. So, uh, yep, there's the pod. Twitter, Bulls underscore J. And then also just shout out to Clutch Points. Uh, Magic editor there. Don't really do much work there myself, but uh, shout it out. Clutch Points, I'm sure. If, if you don't know Clutch Points, we're known for the crazy graphics and all that kind of stuff. The goats. We do content as well. So, the goats. Yeah. Gr- the the goat, goat graphics out there on the basketball interwebs at Clutch Points. So shout out to Clutch Points as well. And that's it. Shout out to Clutch Points. Remember, guys, tomorrow we have pre- and post-game coverage. Pre-gaming with Frankie, Kenny, myself, and Coach Lou. We got you covered pre-game. And then, of course, the Hangover Time post-game show. We got you covered throughout these uh these mid-in and postseason uh if miami loses it'll be the last hangover time ever uh remember alf is uh alf is retiring from post-game duty so make sure to get in if you haven't you know celebrate what has been a, a, a years of great work that alf has done i think he's been on for six years doing the heat beat with me so make sure that stop in and celebrate truly a great career as you know miami heat beats on its 10th year jason we've been doing this for 10 years man nice yeah so we're Congrats. we're May we're due for anniversary in May. Hopefully it's not after a Joel and beat MVP because that's the last thing I need in my life. So everybody make sure to check out our game day coverage and we will see you back tomorrow with pregame in 30 minutes before the game. And uh, yeah, make sure to guys leave early. Remember the city's flooded. Leave early. Try to get there as early as you can. If you're there waiting an hour, do it because the roads are not good. Still, I was down there today. So make sure you leave early. And uh, and yeah, hopefully we'll we'll be talking after a, a heat win. This is last year's Bulls. It's not last year's Bulls. The headlines remind us daily: the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. 
My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.